Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Happy, happy. Happy, happy. All your kids are in school. Yes. Yesterday was the day they all three were in the educational institution. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. Good day. Yeah, it's good. My kids are, have been all three back in school for um, eight days now. And that is how long it took me 
to stop caring about what I looked like at drop off because today I drop them off looking like a homeless person, like a pajama top, sweats, big oversized grandpa sweater. Oh, God. Did you get out of your car? I have to. My kids will not let me drop them off in the (gasps) drop off line. Oh, no. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) You're one of those moms. Just kidding. Listen, I have like a five minutes reserved in the morning routine I've been utilizing to put something together. Yeah. But, you know, my kid pulled one of those like, oh, I need you to print up some pictures from the interweb. Womp womp. Yep. I know how that is. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So did you get any looks? I didn't get any looks. Okay. Everybody's like, I I wish that I was didn't have to put on my lashes today either. You know, everybody at the new school just seems to mind their own business. Mm hmm. I just have not made any friends or foes. Okay, so I I went to lunch today with a um, two new women Mm -hmm. from my daughter's school. You know, my Mm -hmm. daughter and son go to a different school. And I was kind of saying that, like, my son's school, I don't know if everybody just minds their business, doesn't want friends. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel to me, or maybe they just look at me and they're like, we don't want to be friends with that girl. But there's no social interaction there at my and, son's school. And is that okay or not okay? With me? Yeah. Well, you know, I like social. I know so. you do. I think I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I like. We'll see. I just like to know that people like me and want to invite <laughs> me to things. And if I can't go because I'm too busy, then that's fine. But. I don't know. Like, I don't, I like there to be community, I guess. You know, I moved to I don't a place like where there's taking, community. I yeah, like it. okay. Yeah, fair enough. But I don't, I don't particularly enjoy the investment of hanging out. And then what if I find out you're like super crazy? Yeah, so there and then is that. you got to like backpedal and that, you know, gives me diarrhea. 100%. Like, so I don't, I'm like fine with like just keeping like a, a little <laughs> safety bubble around me. It takes a long time for me to be like, okay, you can come to my house. You're not yes, like, and that's, you're not I like think... swingers or have a bunch of birds or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I mean, I don't fucking know what people do. I mean, no, people I no probably think swingers, but people you know. probably think I'm totally crazy because I've got freaking sugar gliders, dude. That is like a, you know, I think people that have exotic pets usually are a little bit interesting. Hello, yes. Joe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when uh, my daughter's like, do you want to come see my sugar gliders? They're like, what kind of whack job mom do you have? That yeah. is probably why we don't have any friends. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> but really, I'm normal most of the time. No, she's not. I can promise you. I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) but I do. So my, I think you are really hard to break through your shell and I am too easy. So then I get burned most of the time. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Because I trust you and I tell you my deep, dark secrets. And And I am forever like, (laughs) nope, back away from that one. That mom date was not a hit. I see all the signs of crazy. Oh my God. Gretchen Uh does. Uh-huh. I kind of vet everybody through her. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And you're 99, 99% right. of the time right. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Good intuition. All right. You ready for some crimes? The crimes. Is it multiple? Well, actually, it is. I didn't mean to say crimes. I just spoke extra. But <laughs> actually, I am going to tell you about two. Oh, well, surely that is why we're here today. Okay, let's do this. Yes, thank you. Okay, Tab, today's case takes place in Lake Wiley, South Carolina. I have not been to either of the Carolinas. Mm, I have not either, but I love lakes. And my friend just bought a house in South Carolina on a lake, and it's lovely. Like, the lake itself looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this this was a house on a lake, Mm -hmm. and it is amazing. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to go to South Carolina. I really want to visit Charleston. I know. I hear it's like a destination to move to these days. People are yeah, I'll bet. packing up and going. I want to go find Shep. I want to go to his bar. I have a crush on him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Girls trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Someday. <laughs> okay. Well, Lake Wiley is beautiful. Green, you know, gorgeous, that like classic East Coast style homes. And Steve and Lana, I'm going to call her Lana. I think it's Lana. I like Lana. Yeah, I like Lana better. Okay. Lana Clayton lived in one of the most beautiful ones. It was lakefront on a huge piece of property. The dreamy. Dreamy, right? Mm -hmm. It was a historical home modeled after George Washington's Mount Vernon crib. So, you know, it's got like those big ionic columns in the front, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that situation. Okay. Steve and Lana had been living there for about two years. They had made the move after Lana pushed for it. They had previously been living in North Carolina, which Steve really loved. But I mean, what's not to love about Lake Wiley? So he made the move, which also put them closer to Steve's family as well as Lana's. Steve and Lana had tied the knot five years ago and hosted many get-togethers at their new home. And it they seemed to be living the dream of a couple that had fallen in love late in life. Lana was 52 and Steve was 64. This was Lana's second marriage and Steve's sixth. That's right. Hmm. Steve, Steve loved Steve. love. <laughs> yeah. But couldn't hold on to love. Like so It was something like that. Yeah. He was he did kind of love him and leave him. But he was the kind of guy that stayed friends with all his exes. Okay. You know, nobody has anything bad to say about him. But it sounds like he kind of like kept it moving when things weren't copacetic anymore. Steve was like a big teddy bear. He's like a big guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's the life of the party. His family says he was always the first one to stand up and give a toast. And though he never had any kids of his own, kids loved him. He was like the get down on the ground and play with kids, you know, kind of fun uncle. Yeah. 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 
So Steve had actually started a very lucrative sports medicine company when he was young and had been fully retired since the age of 40. Whoa, that's like, um, that's real young. Our husbands are jelly of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is like what dreams are made of. You know what I mean? Like you think that when you're in high school and you're graduating high school, you're like, oh, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 40. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Lucky Steve. Lucky Steve. Okay. When Steve and Lana got together, everyone thought the sixth time around is the charm. Lana was the I mean, who yin, doesn't? right? You know, <laughs> you can make well, it to six. I mean, you're definitely not making it to seven. I mean, I feel like you're like, he can't get married again, right? Like this has to be. It. No, no. I think at six, you're like, just keep going, Steve, at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is seven? Like children after three have 10. Well, in this case, Lana was just the yin to Steve's yang. He's really outgoing. She's like reserved. She worked as a nurse at a veterans hospital for years before marrying Steve. So, you know, she's like nurturing or something, you know. Uh Steve and Lana, they were also a very affectionate couple. I mean, mushy, mushy. Yeah, mushy, mushy. I think that's a total puke fest, but you know, that's <laughs> some people's, some people are into that. Okay. Yeah. They loved family and hosted holidays and parties all the time. And everybody thought they were living like the late in life love dream. Total, you know, hashtag relationship goals, Steve and Lana. But, you know, life isn't perfect, regardless of how much love or money you have. Everyone has shit happen. Well, shit happened to Lana and Steve in May of 2016 when Lana accidentally shot Steve in the back of the head with a crossbow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Lana said she was just trying to load it, but was having difficulty with it. So she went upstairs to find her husband and the machine accidentally went off. Oh, Jesus. I am familiar with crossbows. Uh Fun fact. (laughs) Um, that it's quite a situation to load it. I mean, you know, it seems like you, does that you don't, seem plausible? Like it, that? No, she would be no, it one? doesn't seem particularly plausible. And if you even thought it might be loaded, why would you have it pointed at at anyone? In the back right? of the head. Yeah. Why would you even have it in the house loaded? Yeah, I was wondering that also. Like, why is she loading her crossbow? Anyway, in the house. Like my head. Yeah. I was going to say a crossbow. It was actually a spear gun. When we were living in Hawaii, my husband actually killed a rat with a spear gun. In your house. In my house. It was On purpose, really though. Rat. On purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. Oh that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, there is some times. There are exceptions. Have, okay. Yeah. But, but, you know, whatever. I'm not sure what Lana was trying to kill okay. in her house with a crossbow. Well, Stephen okay. only believed she had good intentions. He told the police at the hospital that he did not believe his wife was trying to kill him. And so the okay. incident only went as far as the a report was made about it. And Steve recovered. Well, they must have been embarrassed or something about that happening because they're very close with their families, but the families weren't told anything about the crossbow incident. 
So Steve and Lana just went on, you know, living the good life at the lake house until the summer of 2018 when Steve became ill. His symptoms were vertigo, nausea, and exhaustion. He told his sister that he closed his eyes and woke up 36 hours later. His symptoms remained for about two weeks. No one could figure out what was going on with him or what was the cause. But, you know, by 4th of July, he was back to being his full of life self, hosting a big bash where him and Lana and their friends and family danced the night away to celebrate, you know, another great America's birthday. Not too long after that party, Steve got to feeling real shitty again. But something was different this time because he wasn't even able to return phone calls of concern that were coming in for him from his family. So his sister, knowing what happened the last time he got sick like this, was particularly concerned. And she was told by Lana that He wasn't feeling well again, and he had misplaced his phone a week ago and that she was taking care of him and she would keep her posted. So Steve's sister thought Steve was in good hands. I mean, hello, Lana's a nurse. Right. You know, she would know if whatever was going on with him was real serious and if he needed to be taken to the hospital or something. Well, unfortunately, she was real wrong about that. And on July 21st, 2018, Lana found Steve dead at the bottom of the stairs. What? Yeah. According Hmm. to Lana, she was out mowing the lawn and she came back inside the house and she found him there. She then ran outside, flagged down a man on a motorcycle passing by and told him she thinks her husband is dead call 911. The ambulance and police showed up and determined Steve was, in fact, dead. Steve's body had to remain there until the coroner could assess the cause of death. So Steve was a large guy. And despite being found at the bottom of the stairs, it hadn't appeared that he had fallen down them because he wasn't all, you know, banged up. up, Nothing was damaged. Yeah. The coroner told authorities he showed signs of having a heart attack. Lana was clearly distraught, and the authorities that were on the scene showed her a lot of compassion while she explained Steve hadn't been feeling well, and, you know, she just found him like this. It really did initially look like this was just a sad case of a 64-year-old dropping dead of a sudden heart attack. But thankfully, someone questioned Lana's story, and that was Steve's nephew. He was a police officer and on duty at the time when he learned about what happened to Steve, and so he rushed right over. Being a police officer, he thought, well, hey, Lana, how come you went and flagged down the motorcycle guy? Why didn't you just call 911 from your phone? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, also, how come you didn't perform CPR on him? You're a nurse, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, those are some good points. 
But he said when he really thought something is not right here is when the coroner asked her what funeral home she would like to send his body to. And she said, oh, I, you know, I don't know. It's all too much. I can't decide that right now. And the coroner said, okay, don't worry. I will take him to the morgue and we can perform some tests on him. And all of a sudden she didn't skip a beat and was, she was like, like, no, no, no. He was like, nope. There's a place down the street. Take them there. Cremate them. <laughs> Red flag. Yeah. We need to yeah. bury him tomorrow. It's in our yeah. religion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So he thought that's a little sus, but still not enough to accuse her of anything, you know. But he was taken back again when he overheard Lana saying that his uncle was a hardcore drug user, which... I mean, he thought it was like almost laughable because that was so out of character for, you know, the uncle that he knew and loved. Yeah. But still trying to be a good nephew, he offered to clean up the bedroom where Stephen had been so it wouldn't be so hard for Lana. When he stepped in the room, he was overtaken by the smell. It was urine. Kind of like your house, Tab. I'm kind of like my dog's pissing everywhere right now. We're having an issue. If you listen to Patreon, you would know my dogs have reverted to becoming puppies for some unknown reason. Reason. It's yeah. A big problem. Yeah. Yeah. She's buying nature's miracle by the gallon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, the mattress that Stephen had been on was completely soaked in urine like All the way through to the box spring. What? That's a lot of died on the bed, basically. Well, you think he? Well, I will tell you how he died. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I just know that when any uh, living being dies, I think they excrete all their fluids. Yes. Well, I think the thing being that soaked was more than just what happened one day when you in one day it had been for days. OK, was the was what the sign of that was. Mm-hmm. So, dude, her nephew had he had to throw the whole mattress away. Right. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Steve's other nephew that was very close to his uncle and was the executor of his will reached out to Lana and said, you know, I'm here for you if you need anything. And we should probably take a look at his will soon and see what his wishes were for his remains. Lana told him to beat it. There is no will. And he was like, "Uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. there is. I've, I've seen it. I'm the executor. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he just wants to be buried in the family plot in Florida. Mm Hmm. Lana snapped something like, I'm the wife, you know, kick rocks. So the nephew got to thinking, you know, this is funny because there was a time when Uncle Steve confided in me that everything with Lana wasn't like the marital bliss it appeared to be. And so he thought, maybe this is sort of what Uncle Steve was talking about, because all of a sudden Lana seems like a real cold bitch. Mm hmm. But at that moment, you know, it like it was what it was. And no one wants to do anything to upset the widow. No one wants to do anything to upset 
the newly grieving widow. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, okay, no will, whatever. Well, the next day he got talking to his brother-in-law, Steve's police officer nephew, and said something like, anything seem off to you about this whole thing? And he said, as a matter of fact, I've been thinking shit don't add up. So after the two men swapped stories about things they found sus about Lana, they decided they had to do something about it and they had to do it quick. They were able to get Steve's body moved from the funeral home before he was cremated and taken to the morgue for an autopsy and a toxicology report. Smart. Very smart. And also, Miss Lana didn't know anything about this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she just went about, you know, what typical grieving widows do the next day after their husbands tragically drop dead. She got to cleaning out his closet. (laughs) She left that thing bare, donating all his shit. Do people not know? This is like, oh my God, hold your horses. Yeah. Yes. It is like, it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, if they get rid of the shit, guilty. 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 100%. Gretchen will say, except if you're Scott Peterson. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Okay. So she got to work cleaning out his closet and getting rid of all of his stuff that she didn't have use for anymore. And then the neighbors reported her making use of this awesome fire pit. They have this fire pit. It really is both of our dream backyards. It's like on a lake, huge circle fire pit in the middle of this Gorgeous lawn, you know, just ultimate entertaining, right? So Lana goes out there and she has a huge fire in the backyard. Weird. Yeah. What's she burning, Lana Boo? I mean, what is she burning? Evidence? She's burning evidence. Eventually, that fire pit was examined and the remnants of some important papers were found, but the will never was. Like one might. Yeah. One might conclude that it went ablaze in, though. That was probably mm-hmm. like the first thing she burnt. I mean, there's not going to be any evidence left of a will. It's paper. Right. right? Well, it turned. Hopefully, it's also on the computer. Listen, that's what I was kind of thinking, too. I mean, when you have a will drawn up, don't you like leave a copy with your lawyer or yeah. somebody else? I don't know. I guess I, I don't know. Okay. Okay, well, turns out that it might be pretty convenient to lose a will in South Carolina and that Lana might have had another reason to have been pushing Steve to move there two years prior. The law in South Carolina is no will. Everything goes to the spouse. (laughs) Very cut and dry. In North Carolina, if there's no will, the state decides who oversees your estate, and who gets what. Okay. Okay. Well, They're in North Carolina. No, they're in South Carolina. Oh, they're in South. That's why they moved. (gasps) Get it? Got it. Okay. 
You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Well, as you have probably guessed, Lana had some splaining to do when the toxicology report came back. What did it say? Well, she did learn... (laughs) Not not rat poison. Eye drops. Bison. Yes. Yes. Okay. Dude. Bizine kills you. It it really does. Yes. That's scary. (laughs) Isn't that scary? That little tiny vial of shit you put in your eyes. And it's odorless and tasteless. Yes. Ingested into your mouth and you're dead. Who would put that in their eyes? Thank God I don't have dry eyes. (laughs) It's like one of those things I don't ever want even in my house anymore, knowing that if I ingest it or anybody ingests it, you're a goner. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So toxicology report comes back. By this time, Lana did learn that the body was not cremated. So she must have been just like sweating it for a month because that's, that's how long it took, you know, them to call her down to the coroner's office. They had her come to the coroner's office instead of the station, I imagine, so she would answer more questions and not suspect that she was in trouble. Mm -hmm. 
So the coroner questioned her while detectives were listening in the next room. The interview went like, hey, Lana, we just have a couple of questions. Did Steve take any drugs? And she said like, yeah, Benadryl, Tylenol, uh, anything else? Well, he used to put a couple of drops of Visine in his coffee to make him have a bowel movement. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, um... Gretchen, you have really good stuff for that. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> some like movement tea. Yeah. Yeah. I seriously ever heard of smooth moves tea or like probiotics. <laughs> they work. <laughs> they work. Okay. <laughs> so then they say, well, the toxicology report here, we found really high amounts of tetrahydrozoline. Do you know what that is? And she goes, yeah, it's Visine. So, okay. So basically detectives had already concluded that Lana had been poisoning Steve with Visine. But they were like, really giving her the benefit of the doubt? Like maybe Steve had been giving it to himself. Maybe he (laughs) attempted suicide, possibly, you know. But when they heard her explanation and how she volunteered that he ingested Visine on purpose and... Being a nurse, she just let him let him. Yeah. They're like, hey, Lana, did you ever want to say like, you know, there are other methods to have a bell movement? Yeah. Like yeah. stuff made for that. Yeah. Just, you know, a nice, healthy diet. Get your fiber. Eat a lot of celery. OK. Anywho, they figured that she brought it up because she knew it was going to come up in the toxicology report. And then when she knew the chemical name right away for it, but claimed she didn't know it was deadly and she's a nurse. She knew. Yeah, they weren't buying it. So they entered the interview with the coroner and read her her rights. But she did not use her right to remain silent. She just kept on talking. Okay, what did she say? Well, she started to tell a tale about how Steve was abusive to her. Mm. She also admitted that the whole thing with the crossbow was no accident. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, she really was talking. She said, you know, sometimes I just get real mad at him. So she said he had a mood disorder and she was so sick of it that she squeezed an entire bottle of Visine into his water thinking... He would just get diarrhea or something that she didn't intend to kill him. Well, what the evidence shows that actually happened contradicts Lana's story, and it's pretty awful. It's been concluded that she gave him increasing amounts over time, and he was likely left in pain, suffering for three days in that bed without the means to get help. They suspect she threw his phone in the lake because it's never been found. And he did somehow manage to make it down the stairs himself in an attempt to save his life. But he was already too far gone and it was too late. It's like really awful. It reminds me of that movie, Misery. Oh, right. It is like that. Yeah. Real life. So the day Lana was questioned by police, they didn't have a formal arrest warrant prepared, 
So Lana was allowed to stay at her home after they were done talking to her. But, you know, she knew the arrest was coming. And so she... She'd take off. And Well, no. But, oh. I mean, you'd think she'd down a bottle of Visine, but she didn't. She turned on the <laughs> gas and took some pills and left a note that she was real sorry about what happened to Steve. Well, she cook herself? She tried. But her neighbor found her in the morning unconscious and she was taken to the hospital and she lived. She took a plea deal for 25 years. She still says the it was an accident and she did not intend to kill him. She showed up at her sentencing and her brown hair was now gray. And she had a front braid in her hair, you know, where, you know, it's like very styly, like a Kardashian style braid. Yeah. Like I do them sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, so do I. I love braids. But yeah. per- personally, I don't think it was working for Lana. Maybe it's just, you know, a woman of her age. Yeah. The braid and the orange jumpsuit didn't go <laughs> for <didn't>. me. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I thought she would look like she was trying too hard or something. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, Steve's family, not real happy about the plea deal. They wanted her locked up for life. And I, I mean, I don't blame them. She plotted, planned, and tortured him to death. You know, no likey Lana. Lana, I think, looks better in her most recent mugshot which was taken in January than she did at the sentencing. But I mean, don't get me wrong. She's looking worse for wear. She is oh. eligible for release in 2039. Yeah, well, she, you know, there's no Botox in prison. And depending on which one, you, some of you can get hair done, you know. I know. I don't think she has um, hair dye at, you know. Her Hers. disposal. I would think I would make some hair dye. Like yeah, I would, you could make it. They make it out of like instant coffee and such. Yeah, I think I would do that. Yeah, I think I would get inventive too. Uh, I think I would do well in prison. I would just ask for some peroxide and start bleaching this shit out of my. Yeah, hair. why not? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, speaking of prison, I have to tell you, I was telling Fred, my beloved, about this case. And he was like, OK, seriously, seriously. Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, now that we know it's so easy with a little bit of Visine and the coffee every morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right. Don't Why? be acting a fool. How come he was pissing the bed for days on end? Okay, because the effect of the Visine is it puts you in a coma while it shuts down your organs. So it was knocking him. He was not able to move. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you and just think about the time when he slept for 36 hours, you if you don't wake up for 36 hours, you pee yourself. So, yeah. A day and a half of shutdown. Of shutdown. Yeah. So he was in the bed for, they think, three full days of not being, like, when he finally got the strength to get out of bed, you know, 
he couldn't make it. But mm-hmm. he probably knew his wife was trying to kill him. Do you think he did? I don't think he did. Well, I think when she took his phone, he was real attached to his phone. And he probably, when he was aware, I imagine he's like, call 911. Yeah. 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 And she didn't. Yeah. Well, so at the end, but. And then he's probably thinking like, remember that one time with the crossbow? Yeah. Maybe she fucking did that on purpose. Oh, my God. He like loved her so much that he was like looking past her flaws of wanting his money. Oh, my God. Steve. Yeah, totally. Okay, so the crazy thing about this case is that when this was all playing out in the local news in South Carolina that, you know, hello, wife was charged with killing her husband via eye drops. Some asshole was like, hey, I've been meaning to off my wife. Who knew I could just pick up some Visine at the CVS and make it happen? So only three weeks after Lana's arrest, this guy that lived only 12 miles from Lana and Steve named Josh Hunsucker. Did we do that case? No, we did not do that case. Okay, but seriously, what kind of name is Hunsucker? (laughs) I mean, it really sounds like... It sounds like cunt sucker. <laughs> well, I, well, maybe that's why he killed his wife because he like got made fun of for all of his life. He just couldn't like bear to be made fun of anymore. I would change I my know. last name. I, I know. Cannot. You know, people do change their last name. There's no reason to have sucker be part of your last name. It can't go well. <laughs> Huntsville or Hunt or Hunts. Yeah, just Hunt. Just say Hunt. Sure. Okay. Well, whatever. This dude used the Visine to poison to death his beautiful wife and mother of two young children named Stacy. Fucking idiot. She was like 27. When Stacy died, her mama was devastated and noticed right away Josh wasn't. She found out that he was, had. Was Josh giving away all her shit too? <laughs> I don't know about that because this is like, it's still pretty like ongoing, but she found out that he cashed in a $250,000 life insurance policy mm-hmm. he had on Stacy just two days after, which anybody that young having a life insurance policy is like, it's pretty sus. Right. Yeah. Okay. And she also and found, you know, like, I, I don't want to be stereotypical, but whoever the breadwinner is, is usually who you have the life insurance policy on and the one that maybe doesn't make as much money or is home raising the kids. Yeah. I mean, you, they you know. I think they both worked, but he definitely worked, you know, more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were also high school sweethearts. I wow. think, yeah, I know that high school love works out for some people, but I think usually it doesn't. It, do- it doesn't. Well, yes, it, it definitely works out for a very few amount of people, but it does. Generally speaking, you have to grow up a little bit and well, learn how to just, have relationships. You're always kind of looking at that person like, I wonder if I could have done better than you. I'll never know. <laughs> I mean, for me, I know I could not have done better than Fred. I. Well, you didn't meet him in high school and you had lots of other love. 
Yeah. My my high school love, no offense if he's listening, but (laughs) there is no way that we would have been married. Like for long, right? No. But maybe you would have tried to stick it out if you had kids real young or something. Well, yes, maybe. But maybe, I don't know, like I would hope I, you know, you look back and you're like, I would hope I would have realized that there's other things out there, even if you're divorced and have to find other love. It's it it works out. You don't have to kill somebody. He could have just left her. He could have just left her. He actually also had a side chick. No, of course he did. And by the way, now he's going to prison for life. So the killing thing doesn't generally work out so well for people. Oh, my God. Okay, so listen to this. So his mom found out about the side chick and then she was like, oh, my God, something is something's wrong. Okay, Mm -hmm. but he almost got away with it because Stacy was cremated right away. Mm. But. Thankfully, Stacy was an organ donor and they oh, kept no way. they kept a vial of her blood. So they tested it and, you know, Bam. boom. So Josh was busted and he is currently awaiting trial. He also has some charges against him for like setting a fire on a helicopter. I don't quite understand, but, you That's know, weird. maybe I'll follow up on it. He seems like a real fucking Douche. Cunt sucker. He's living up to that name. I don't think I've ever called someone that before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Comptroller. Yeah. (laughs) Holy moly. Wow. That is an awful... uh, that's an awful story. I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully her mom is raising those little children. Is that a WAP? Yeah, that's a WAP. Awesome story. Really unfortunate mm-hmm. for our friend. Steven and Stacy. And Stacy. Isn't it weird that I said Huntsville for his name and we have a friend named Stacy that lives in Huntsville? True story. We do. And we met her through this podcast. Yeah. Do 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 do. It's like one of those okay. weird phenomenons. Yeah, crazy. You got any shout outs or shit we need to talk about mm-hmm. still? Mm-hmm. I Let's do, do that. want to thank everybody that's joined patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. If uh, Gretchen also just did a bonus crime so if you log on and sign up um hear about casey Kasem, and we've got some tea it's a good one i it think as far one. as yeah. bonus crimes go a bit of tea on that one mm-hmm. so do that also people have really good advice on patreon for us oh we, yeah i read we, some today we tell, <laughs> we tell all our secrets on there <laughs> and Listen. what Listen, the diet is working for me. You're doing great. Don't worry. You're doing great. Yeah. Um, I just have really bad breath and I'm a little irritable. Dude, by the way, that's what happens when you first get into keto. Oh, it's awful. My kids are like, get away from me. Dude, it's 
it's actually like a thing when you yeah. start first start becoming like in ketosis. It's like it is a thing. Um, okay, so Nicole Adele, thank you so much. She shouted us out on her Instagram and tagged us and um she sent it a couple times. So thank you. I want to re- tell you I really appreciate it. Um also, you guys, we have been getting some reviews, but let's start doing that again because um, I noticed it slowed down a little bit, but we really appreciate them and Apple really appreciates them. Like, so I hate to like Gretchen really hates asking for this. Yeah, shit, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to read the reviews again. Gives me stomachache. <laughs> you don't have to read the reviews. Um, I'll do it for you. So. Britton, thank you. Lucer, thank you. Stephanie, thank you. Kathy, thank you. Carol, Seacraft, T13 Ann, Kathy, and M722, Ohio Betsy, Sarah Khan, Curious Listener, Juliet. All you guys, thank you so much. There's more, but you know, help us out if you can and follow us on Instagram or Housewives of True Crime group. You get some good details there. And I think that's it, Gretch, for today. Okay, word. Sound good. And everybody, have a fabulous week. Uh, we're going into Labor Day weekend next weekend. You got plans? No. No. Okay. Well, I don't either. So... <laughs> Okay. I'm coming to Texas. Oh, we'll make some. We'll make some this week. Okay. Um, Anyways, clink, clink, guys. Okay. Clink, clink. Hey, everyone. My name is Jess, and I'm the co-host of a weekly true crime podcast called Wife of Crime. Every week, I tell my husband one of my favorite true crime stories, and he reacts to them. Sometimes I get mad at him. You're going to really regret all of this judginess that you're doing right now once I tell you this story, because... You're being very judgmental. Obviously something bad's going to happen. She's making a lot of bad decisions. Well, you're being very judgmental. Stop. And sometimes he makes really weird noises. He now thinks that he's an FBI profiler. Yeah. How about that? Rust a profile of placebo effect. (laughs) But most of the time, he just has really funny color commentary. Wow, so he's sitting in his human leather chair eating fruity pebbles out of a skull. (laughs) You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on Instagram at Wife of Crime Pod.